Blog Talk Radio. We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather, then you know we bringing it home. We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch how we shine. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our responses be prime. All bases covered, Woo. yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go, so do grab a Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby You know we ready to win Sports of pop culture, we cover those things that we supposed to We knocking it Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast We're back at it, it's Thanksgiving Eve uh, we bringing in a show right now. Biggest barn out of the year, baby, and we're stuck inside. <laughs> well, you could have gone to the bar, you jackass. <laughs> All your fault. I'm sure. Josh is old. He just he, he likes to blame me, even though he was his. You're older than me, out. motherfucker. What? You're older than me. I don't know. I, I think I look a lot younger than you do. <laughs> You're 14 days or 13 days older than me. <laughs> Yet I look five years younger than you. <laughs> yeah, that no, you don't. You got more gray hair. You got uh, a lot more gray hair than I do. Fucking old man. Fair. My hair is black. My hair it shows more. It shows more. It, does, it, it does, does not matter. You look like you're 45, 50 years old with that gray oh, ass fucking hair. Oh shit. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, we got Sam in the house. What's going on, man? Hey, yo. Uh, that's the sound of... Uh, what, 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 what was that? Show. <laughs> Eeyore. Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh is here. Uh, apparently, Sam's vagina was hurting a little bit earlier today. And uh, so, um, he's not on his A game right now. Go ahead, take your hits while you can, bro. I'm gonna take the hits while I can. I'm definitely, I'm definitely taking shots right now. What are we, we taking shots on? What's that? What are we taking shots on? Oh, just, just Sam's vagina hurting. Oh, I thought your vagina was hurting because you're fucking old as shit. Wow. His vagina was hurting because Tommy beat it up last night. Oh, oh, the old. The old, the old wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> there we go. What wheelhouse? All right. Hey, listen, man. I'm getting a triple every single time with that one. <laughs> every time? Just, all right, all right. Well, you just keep going back to that well. Um, all right, so Monday night's Super Bowl rematch. That was one of the highest-rated Monday night football games of all time. The Chiefs, again, looked like their offense uh, could move the ball in the first half, and in the second half, again, couldn't score any points. Just like against Miami, uh, just uh, they seemed to be able to score, you know, 14, 17 points very quickly, and then it seems like the, the, the defense makes adjustments and they can't move the ball. I don't I know. I think they're not I, that good this year. 
Okay. No, man, it's a, it's a lack of a big time receiver, bro. Someone that someone that's halfway decent. At least last year when they won, they had they had Juju, and Juju's not the best. But guess what? He in that offense, he he actually did decent. You know. Yeah, he did very good in that offense, and it was at least a reliable receiver that could take pressure off of Kelsey. But you know what else they're missing? They don't have a home run threat on that team. They've tried to re- replicate Tyree Kill. They've tried to replicate Tyree Kill with uh, Kadarius Tony, and they've tried to replicate him with Sky Moore. Sky Moore, it's not happening. They don't have well, it. She they don't have that well, they tried. <laughs> while, they tried while Tyreek was still on the team with Miko Hardman. They tried when when he was when Tyreek was still with the team. They tried with yeah, Hardman, right? Right, and none of them are that guy, right? And Rishi Rice is not a speedster. He's a big-bodied receiver, and I still have a lot of hope for him because as far as the Chiefs receivers go, for a rookie, he's shown more promise than any of their other young receivers. But even if you have <coughs> a Rishi Rice there who's good in the red zone and who's, who's uh, a decent, uh, uh, you know, between-the-hashes receiver, you still need that deep play threat and the Chiefs don't have it they're relying on Justin Watson to try to be that deep play threat and Justin Watson is not even a poor man's Tyree kill he is a homeless man's Tyree kill well and the other thing well, is, I, mean, the other they, thing I is, think another one they're counting on is uh Valdez Scantling and you've seen what happened last night yeah yeah so what so, else? We're gonna, you know what one more thing I was going to point out is that, you know, if you don't have that home run hit, you should have, you know, a, a, a solid run game. They don't even have that. Right. You're right. Pacheco's a hit or miss so far this year. He's had terrible games. Uh, you know, they have a Jarek McKinnon as a receiving back, but uh, that's not a run game. Well at all. They, don't, they don't give him the ball enough. They don't give Pacheco the ball uh, enough. I don't think they give McKinnon the ball enough. Yeah. Either. Well, I mean, they're not giving it. They're not giving it to him because they don't have trust in the fact that they can actually make it work. No. Now, and, and I will. I will say this, Louis. You're right. Now, I don't think Baltimore would beat Kansas City in a playoff game because Mark Andrews went out, and I don't trust that offense now. But with Mark Andrews, I think Baltimore beats Kansas City. Well, so that's they, what I was saying about teams not wanting to see Baltimore in the playoffs, right? And they, they yep. still might. Baltimore, I'm starting to get a gut. Now, here's the other thing. When we talked about it last Wednesday, can Lamar Jackson win in the playoffs? Can he do it? Because I don't know that he can yet. We've seen him he needs, take. He, he needs. Yeah, go, go ahead. Sam. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, okay, I was, I was just gonna say he needs, he needs a superstar as a receiver, or a running back. Like not even running back. I'd say receiver to be honest with you, because running back they'll manage with him. They'll manage the run game well, but he needs like a bonafide, like a Keenan Allen, uh, you know, someone that is, you know, uh, still good at the age that they're at. Right, not a washed up OBJ. Right, not oh, a washed yeah. up. And Zay Flowers is still a rookie. Zay Flowers yeah. is showing a little bit of promise, but, like, he's a rookie. You can't expect much from him. 
I, I think if the Ravens had gone out and signed DeAndre Hopkins, that, that it would have been – I don't know if anybody in the AFC, including a completely healthy Bengals team, is beating that Ravens squad. Yeah, that guy still wins jump balls, you know, in the red zone. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Again, the problem is, is, is can Lamar throw him the ball? That's been – that's been the biggest question mark. And he, I, I still think he can make the intermediate throws. He still cannot make the long throws. He still struggles. I don't know if he struggles, man. I'll be honest with you. Does, he misses them all if the you time. Like a Cooper Cup, he missed three of them against the Bengals. If you get a Cooper Cup with Adams, right, he'll do work. Yeah. He'll do work. Did he miss those throws, or did the receivers just not make the plays? I mean – he, no, he missed them. He overthrew them or underthrew them. He just he's not an accurate long ball thrower. Plain and simple. Yeah, but that's where your receiver makes you look better. Like Diggs makes Allen look better. You know, bottom line. But it's it's the touch. I, Lamar just doesn't have the same touch as a Josh Allen. Because I can say I just, the same thing about Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was not a very good long ball thrower. But the difference was Andy Dalton could throw it, but it was always short. And we always seen A.J. Green make an adjustment to get back to the ball. He could never overthrow. The thing with Lamar, he just overthrows him a bit. He doesn't have the touch, in my All opinion. Right. Yeah, I guess you possibly, maybe. Of, but you like, have a bit of a point, but I'm going to say this. Lamar Jackson on throws 20-plus yards downfield, okay, he is still graded by PFF at 91.1, okay, and his 10 to 19 yards uh, throws are 92.4, okay? <clears throat> what about the ones that are 30, like 40, 50 yards? What's he great Well, they don't. They don't. They don't track. That. They do it by twenty plus oh, yards. Oh, they could track that shit. Here's the other thing. It's not hard to put that. I mean, I still think twenty yards is still an intermediate pass. I'm but sorry. They, it, no, it, they're it, just yeah, tracking yeah, yeah, by yeah, twenty yeah, plus yeah, yards. Yeah. So this could be like thirty plus. This could be thirty yards, forty. They're just doing it by twenty plus. But I want to point something out. On deep passes, he has eleven. Drops, eleven drops. That's tied for seventh most in the league on on passes downfield. His receivers I, are I not get, getting them. I and I get it, Josh. Yeah, does he miss throws sometimes? Yeah, he misses throws. But I have a hard time saying a guy's not accurate who already this season in eleven games has attempted 302 passes. And the, and if you look at in 2020, which was the last time he played a full season, he played 15 games more or less, he he attempted 376 passes. So he's already attempted 302, and he's completing 69.5% of his passes. He just, so, he's, so not throwing like he's not throwing a lot of touchdowns. I just don't think he has the receiver still. And it's a, and it's the first year of Todd Monken's offense. Sorry, Sam, what were you gonna say? So I also think that like you know it, this is something that the Ravens need to like kind of it's a confidence builder, right? So there were issues with his accuracy. He, we, everyone knew he had a big arm, but 
you know, his accuracy yeah. wasn't always like, you know, top notch, right? So if he's if he's getting it better, the Ravens need to put receivers where he can hit the fifty yarders, you know? Like a Jamar yeah. Chase or a Justin Jefferson. What the hell is Justin Jefferson doing with Kirk Cousins that he can't do with Lamar? Frankly. Right. Uh, I'll put it out there. You know? I also want to I think I think out. it's just the touch. I, I really think it's just the touch. Some bro, Justin Jefferson's catch radius is fucking unlimited, bro. Get it close to him, he'll get it. You know? It's a, he's got a ridiculous catch radius. So, like, I don't believe that. I think Justin Jefferson would do just as well, if not better, with Lamar Jackson as a QB. Maybe. Um, I, I just – I have a hard time putting this all on Lamar when I still think it's the constructs of the offense. I don't think Rashad Bateman's that good. If you look at Baltimore, let's take Mark Andrews out of the equation. They're running out there with a rookie wide receiver and Zay Flowers. Uh, busted up Odell well, Beckham. He, he is actually pretty damn good this year. Yeah. Fair enough. No, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, you're not trotting out Devontae Adams, right? You're trotting out a rookie. You could say – Zay Flowers is pretty good this year, and that that's fine. He's got the – the fact of the matter is he's got 53 catches for 588 yards and just one touchdown. He's not putting up Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase-like numbers. And I think he's a good receiver, Josh. Don't get me wrong. I really like Zay Flowers. But is he that immediate game-changer – that comes in as a rookie and blows things up. No, it doesn't look like it. Or is he going to be a guy that takes two or three years to really become that top tier wide receiver? That's what it looks like more to me. Is that they flower. You know what the only problem I have, Mike, with that is, is that yeah. I feel like Baltimore's tried that with Bateman, with Marquise Brown, with yeah. uh, a couple other guys that just did not pan out. They can't develop receivers. I, I feel like they can't. Right. They need to go outside to bring – like you know, a, a a star like like the way the uh, you know the Eagles got went and got AJ Brown for Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah, right. You're not. Wrong. I, I think I think I think Louis right with the construction of the offense though too. Baltimore's always been a run first, pass second type of team. So is it is it more just the way the offense is constructed compared to these other teams? Or is it just, again, Lamar just doesn't have the touch of a Kirk Cousins, of some of these other quarterbacks that are there. But then explain to me why in his MVP year he throwed, excuse me, he's throwing 36 touchdown passes, and not since then, in no other season has he been close. After that 36 touchdown season, it went 26, then 16, and, 17 and, and, and how many and how many of them touchdowns were thrown to the tight end? Wait, a lot of his OC has changed hands though. His OC has changed Lamar, hands, right? Lamar is an intermediate passer. He, 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 if it's twenty four yards, it's going to the tight end. It's not going to these receivers. So that's what I'm saying. I just don't think he, he he's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I. I would love to have Lamar Jackson on the Bengals team. But I just don't think he's as accurate. Yes, the numbers might say that, but in the game, it doesn't look it. He's taking the easy passes. He's getting the easy completions. He's got a great tight end in Mark Andrews that he's had 
for the last five, six years, and he was able to do that. Yeah. Now, I mean, now I, we're going to see how vulnerable he really is without that blanket. No, I, I, I don't, I don't believe that. I think that his, he's got the talent. That doesn't change. Who, who cares who he throws it to for a touchdown? A touchdown is a touchdown is a touchdown. Right. I mean, Mahomes. But, but that's, Mahomes not, that's not. That's not what I'm saying. Nowadays, anyways, Mahomes isn't throwing deep balls down the field anymore. Hardly. It's no, most he's not. Of the, Neither is Burrow. Burrow hasn't thrown the ball downfield a lot this year. That you could be the O-line. That could be O-line's not giving him time to throw it downfield. It, it, no, it's just the way the offense is. Even, even if it's yeah. like first and 10 or second and eight on, their, on the 30 or, or we'll say the 40 and 50 where a lot of teams take shots, they're still not taking the shots. Even if he has time, they're not taking the shots. I don't think I still believe that, that they need to construct the team around him. Play to his strengths, right? Give him, give yeah. him Lamar, people. And that's rushing. And that's what? Rushing. It's, it's rushing. running the ball. It's rushing. I, no, I, I think you need to still give him a top-tier receiver. Because there's going to be defenses that figure out the run ball. game, bro. What do you do? What do you do when the defense figures out the run game? You have to th- default to, to throwing it, right? So you have to give him a top-tier receiver to break that gap you don't have to. and reopen the run game. <clears throat> but that's just not how the Ravens have ever been built since they've had Lamar, or even before that. <clears throat> Go back to Flacco. They didn't have a real big top-flight receiver except for Anquan But they Bowles. had possession guys. They had Steve Smith Sr. Uh, they, they had a lot of possession yeah. guys that could, that, could get, that could move the ball when they needed to. When uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, the guy that punched his girlfriend, bro, from Rutgers. Ray Rice? Uh, Ray Rice. You know, when Ray Rice yeah. was not getting it done on the ground, so they, were, they, they were figured out other ways. They were running game. They were still they still ran their offense through the run game. That's 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 the AFC North. We we love to rush the ball in the AFC North. We're not like all these other West Coast teams that, that like to throw out big long passes all the time. We're but when you when you've seen but when you've seen Lamar air it out, when you've seen Lamar air it out, you see a completely different team. Yeah. I, oh, I got a different dimension to that team. I got a little trivia question for you guys. There's one receiver in Baltimore Ravens history who had four 1,000-yard seasons, and they pretty much all came in a, in a row. He had 4,000-yard seasons in five years. Who is the Baltimore Ravens receiver? Holy shit. He had a thousand yards Lawrence. receiving, and in, and in, in, I'll give you a hint. It was in oh five, oh seven, oh eight, and oh nine. The only thing I can think of is Anquan Bolden. Wrong. No, the, he knew well, that actually, long. Actually, he actually, Torrey that Smith. Nope. I think Torrey Smith Torrey. had one. Torrey Smith had one one thousand yard season. That's it. Uh, Derek Mason had four one thousand. Oh yeah, I forgot seasons. Derek Mason. Yeah, four. So and then up until Marquise Brown had just over a thousand yards in 2021 uh, with 1,008, they had not had a thousand yard receiver since 2016, which was Mike Wallace. And that was a walk so, up, Mike Wallace. That was that was when he was done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was what, under Joe Flacco still. 
Yeah, Joe yeah, Flacco. That was still Joe Flacco. Yep. So, yeah, not. So they they a actually long... used Flacco's arm. They actually used Flacco's arm and and Wallace's ability to go deep. That year. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that was that was the Ravens. Then it was it was still a, a big rushing team. And defense. But Flacco yep. had such a big arm, and he was pretty accurate in the long ball. Yeah. I just don't see that same accuracy in Lamar on the long ball. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, That's it. Yeah. I, I said I, I think he's a great quarterback. I would love to have him under the Bengals, especially with the receivers they have here, and see what he could do. Let me ask you a really important question before we we move on. Okay. Would you trade Joe Burrow for Lamar Jackson right now? No. You know, pre injury. No. 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 Okay. <laughs> accuracy. That's that's why. To me, it's big game moments, and Lamar Jackson. I mean, let's not, let's, let's take away let's take away the the rivalry and everything else. I'm saying just pure talent. No, Joe absolutely, Joe Burrow. There's only there's only one quarterback in the entire NFL I would take over Joe Burrow, and he plays in Kansas City. It's the only quarterback right now in the NFL that I would take over Joe Burrow. I'm not taking Josh Allen over him. I'm not taking Jalen Hurts over him. I'm not taking Lamar Jackson. I would take Joe Burrow over no, no, every Herbert. quarterback. No, Herbert doesn't make the cut either. Right. <laughs> or definitely not Herbert. I, I'm only taking Mahomes over Burrow right now in the league. That's it. And um, that's not to say that I think, even though I do think this, but that's not to say that Burrow is 100% the second best quarterback in the league. I'm just saying from a, from a standpoint of turnovers, Moxie, late game drives, uh, being able to rally his team. Um, I, I just think Burrow has a lot of intangibles to go along with the talent. Now, does he have the strongest arm in the world? No, he does not. Uh, do, what I, do I like Josh Allen's arm? But he's over accurate. Joe he's Burrow? so accurate, though. He's very he's accurate. He's so accurate. To me, Joe Burrow is kind of like a cross between Tom Brady and Drew Brees, right? They don't wow you with athleticism they're not going to jump off the screen at you and say oh my god like look at what these guys can do um but they're also they're there every year they're there every year that you know they can be counted on as long as they're healthy uh and they're super accurate and he's got breeze accuracy with kind of the calm coolness of brady so we'll see I, if I'd it like translates. It one, i'd like to take it one step in a different direction what I would say is if Burrow didn't have that ACL injury, I saw more of a trajectory uh, that would move towards, like, a, a prime Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Being okay. able to escape the pocket. He, he rushed at LSU, so being able to escape, escape the pocket and then still be accurate. And yeah. you, you said this, Rodgers had a, a, a loaded arm. Yes, but, you know, I, I think it kind of evens out at the end of the day. Okay. Let's uh, let's move on a little bit. Let's talk about. Um, uh, I want to talk about the Eagles too, but let's. I want to focus on this. And Sam, I want to get your opinion on this because this is this is your team. But Zach Wilson's been benched. He's now the third string quarterback. Is this happening too late? Should this have happened a couple of weeks ago? Uh, see, here's the thing. Um, I have to keep one thing in mind: is that. Even if Rodgers comes back, 
it's going to be on a like on a playoff push type of team, right? So it has yeah. to be that, or else I, I think he postpones it to next year, right? And if he sure, postpones sure. it to next year, we have to make a decision about Zach Wilson's fifth-year option. So, I mean, the Jets had to see this one way or the other. So I still think that he was ill-prepared. He ran with the number two squad preseason, minicamp, offseason. He did all that with the number twos, thinking that he was just going to back up Rodgers. And all of a sudden, he got thrown into a place where, he, again, he probably doesn't have the nerves to to be there now, you know? But on top of that, man, our O-line has been atrocious. The kid has been mollywopped. You know, he's been sacked enough times. You know, it's not good. Is it too late? Nope. At least we know now that he can't handle it. Maybe decline his fifth-year option. Who knows? I'm surprised. Uh, I, I, do think, I do think it's uh, maybe one to two weeks too late. Uh, just for the fact, I think they were still in contention for a wild-card spot. And that offense just was not moving under Zach Wilson. I mean, they didn't score a touchdown in what? Three games? Four games? So, yeah, I, mean, opinion, I think there were one receiving touchdowns. We saw that a couple of receiving touchdowns, but, like, that's nothing. Nothing. He's terrible in the red zone. He can't even get there. Let me put you that way. No, he, he can't get there. But the offensive play calling is terrible. Nathaniel Hackett has got to go. He's got to go. And if you're going to keep I mean, that was the problem with Denver, right? It was the problem. So Denver listen, move the ball. Denver couldn't move the ball last year. They struggled. All right. Can I tell you something? Again, and I, again, I'm not sticking up for Aaron Rodgers or Hackett, right? But Rodgers said this. He won two MVPs with Hackett's system. The system is built for Aaron Rodgers, man. If you're not Aaron Rodgers, I think you're going to fail. And that's what Hackett is, is not understanding. He thinks he can go ahead and put another person in there and kind of mimic the same ability, it's not possible. It's built for that guy only. But you saw Russell Wilson struggled in that system last year, and Russell Wilson is far and away better than Zach Wilson. And he Absolutely. struggled. And you see the difference this year, right? With Sean Payton. Yeah. And the thing is, you look at the turnovers. Russell Wilson is not turning the ball over like he was last year. At the beginning of the year, because right. because he's not being asked to gamble the way that Hackett asks you to gamble. Well, that's the yeah. problem. Yeah. And only I mean, Aaron Rodgers can win that gamble on that coin on that coin toss. Heads or tails, there's only one person that could win that coin toss, which is Aaron Rodgers. If you look at Russell Wilson right now, last year he had the worst season of his career. He only completed sixty percent of his passes, sixteen touchdowns, eleven interceptions. This year, Russell Wilson has completed 70% of his passes, and he has 19 touchdowns to just four interceptions. That's, I yeah, mean. Again, Sean, Payton, Sean Payton's offense, right, if you look at Drew Brees' numbers historically, the, the picks were always low, the touchdowns were always high, and the accuracy yeah. was always high. Always. The only, the only thing about Sean, Russell Wilson that's happening this year that's different than in the prime of his career is – and in his years in Seattle, like let's say 2000, let's say call it 14 through 2019, I would say were his prime years. That's age 26 through, you know, 30 season. Okay. He was averaging roughly 255 yards passing per game. And this year he's only averaging 206 yards per game, which is right around the numbers he was averaging his first three years in the league when he had 194, 
209 and 217. So his but passing hold on, yard, wait. Yeah. Wait. Those years that he that he had that the the uh, low passing yardage, he actually had rushing rushing touchdowns, a higher number than he does now, obviously. Yeah, those years uh for rushing um I I'm trying to pull up his stats here to see what he uh what he ran, but I'm not I'm not seeing that right now, but, but I, and, you're right. And they also right. re, they also relied on the rushing game for the first couple of years as well. Yeah. I mean, they what they had Marshawn Lynch there? Yeah. They had Marshawn Lynch there and they yeah, they had uh you know, that was, you're right. It was what they uh <clears throat> is exactly what they relied upon is is the defense, the Legion of Boom, and and then the rushing game. Yep. Yeah, so those years rushing here it is. Yeah, those first three years here's his rushing totals: four hundred eighty nine yards, five thirty nine, eight forty nine. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that guy ran wild, bro. And in two thousand fifteen, five fifty three, and then after two thousand fifteen is when he stopped running as much, but. Yeah, this year he's only ran for 232 yards rushing. Um, but, you know, still, that's he's on pace for a little bit over 300 yards, which would be his best rushing total since 2020. So, uh, I, I, but um, anyways, back to Zach Wilson and, and the Jets. I, I, I think this is a tale of two quarterbacks because I feel the Jets failed – Sam Darnold, I never thought they put enough around Sam Darnold to help him succeed. I can't say the same thing about Zach Wilson, but I, I where I think Jets failed is they drafted, they should not have drafted him at number two. And I, I told you, uh, Sam, you know this, I panned that pick from the moment it happened. I told you he was going to be a right, bust. Right, right, right. No, I, you I, and I agreed with you at that point. I, I, I did, yeah. did I not agree with you? I agreed with no, you, you that you know what? He had a great pro day. He showed up at the combine, made some crazy throws. I mean, that's yeah. not enough to 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 go ahead and, and stake your number two pick. It's a Mitchell Trubisky kind of pick. Mitchell, hundred percent right. Mitchell Trubisky, jo- uh, Josh Rosen kind of pick. But it's also the fact that the Jets passed on Justin Fields to get him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I that hurts. That that, that stings a bit. You know, uh, it's because he went second, and then what? Trey Lance was the third quarterback taken. Yeah, um, yeah. and you know what? Trey Lance hasn't panned out either. So those two guys. But then you look at, well, you had uh, Justin Fields there at eleven, and then even Mac Mac Jones is struggling in in a situation I believe that he can't win in in New England. But if if let me ask you guys, if you took Mac Jones. And let's say that the the Niners drafted Mac Jones instead of Trey Lance. Is Mac Jones a reliable starting quarterback in the NFL with Shanahan as his coach? Absolutely. The guy Mac Jones yeah. is built to be a game manager. He's built to be a game manager. That guy's built to do and man, literally do it just enough to win the game. What about if Mac Jones? He's just like an Alabama he was. Just like uh, exactly. the, the moment you ask him to do an inch more than, than manage the game, he drops the ball all the time. Well, let me ask you this now. Let's say Mac Jones goes to the Carolina Panthers, and let's say Matt Rule has him. Is, is Matt Rule still coach at Carolina? 
Mac Jones nope. is his quarterback? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. His Matt so, Rule's downfall was the fact that he couldn't get a quarterback, a, a proper quarterback, in there to manage the offense. Okay. And you don't. Well, think I mean, Mac I think Jones... that's that's back on Carolina. I don't think it was on Matt Rule. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, Matt Rule probably wanted to take a, a quarterback, but they were like, no, 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 no. We need this. The yeah, GM was take, like, we need this. We'll just we'll just trade for Sam Donald. Oh, we'll trade for uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Fucking hell. You know what? And going back to Sam Darnold, Mike, you know, uh, you can say that the Jets didn't give Sam Darnold enough to be, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a QB, but other teams have tried and he hasn't panned out. So That's let's true. not blame the Jets completely on that. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair well, point. Well, I mean, I, I think they stunned his growth, though, in, in New York. I mean, how many yeah. offensive oh, coordinators? You're going to use Geno Smith, as, you're gonna use Gino Smith as, as, the, as the benchmark for that, right? So he's you know, Geno Smith again, another fucking useless quarterback, but ends up with a with a great coach in in Pete Carroll and has career years. You know, what would you do if, if Zach Wilson went to Seattle and blew up under Pete Carroll? I would literally choke the fucking Woody Johnson if I could. <laughs> I'm so All I'm right. so I'm so afraid of Zach Wilson going to a team and then blowing the fuck up. I just don't think he has it, though. I'll be honest with you. I've watched. I know, him play. I know he doesn't, but let's just say, like, let's he, let's say he ends up on some sort of like, I don't know, Kyle Shanahan, not Kyle Shanahan, but something of that. You know, let's let's say he ends up on a team where he can show out. Like, I don't know, fuck, maybe he ends up in Minnesota, and yeah. Kirk is hurt. Kirk can't play, and Zach all of a sudden is throwing everything and ev- anything to Justin Jefferson. He's catching everything. Well, even I would hate Gino's, the Jets if that happened. Well, that's the question. Gino's, is Justin Justin even going to be there? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't think he's leaving anywhere. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a little smoke that he might be looking to come to Cincinnati. I've heard that, too. But then, what, you're not going to pay T. Higgins, but you'll pay Justin Jefferson and no, Jamar Chase? Oh, no. Uh, Jamar Chase already said, I will take a pay cut. And I'm sure Jamal or Justin will take a pay cut. Oh, wow. The LSU is very, reunion. very interesting. Dude, I'm telling you, if that happens and then the Bengals draft. You got a dynasty. Hours, you have a dynasty on your hands. You have a yeah. dynasty on your hands. It's over. You have a it's over for multiple it's multiple Super Bowls, multiple AFC championships, multiple years, ten years, you know, type shit. Well, here right. here's the question. Here's the question for you guys. So we all know the NBA does it. And it seems like uh, MLB kind of does it every once in a while with super teams, right? Is the yeah. NFL the next next type of uh, thing that they're going to create super teams? No, nope. it's not because possible. MLB and NBA have guaranteed contracts, and, and yeah. NFL does not fully guaranteed. And, Those guys are fully guaranteed that. contracts. Well, I mean, there is fully guaranteed in the NFL. Uh, but listen, fully guaranteed in the NFL is far and few between, bro. But, oh, but also, Major League Baseball has no salary cap. And in the NBA, you can create super teams because you have a roster of 15 guys. And if you get three or four all-stars together, that's a super team. And you can do that. You can basically pay three or four all-stars and then just have a bunch of mid-level exception NBA veterans minimum filling out the rest of your team. In the NFL, you can't do that. You can't bring on three or four guys. Roster, man. You have 53-man roster. It's not possible. 
Do you guys remember the uh, Eagles team that was dubbed the Dream Team, and that was the Eagles team that had Mike Vick, Nande Osimhen, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and and they they, they failed. Yeah, they they failed. Uh, they failed to do anything. The Eagles Dream Team is well, yeah. They, he was under Chip Kelly though too. No, it wasn't. Was, that was Andy Reid, dude. That was Andy Reid. Was it Andy Reid? Yeah. That was the 2011 Eagles, and they went eight and eight and missed the playoffs. And then the and then the next year they went four and twelve, and Andy Reid left. <clears throat> so they had guys that, like Ronnie Brown. They had Ronnie Brown. They had Dominique Rogers, Cromartie. Yeah. They had uh, Steve Smith. Fucking useless. They had Michael Vick, and that, that's not the Steve Smith that played in Carolina. That was the Steve no, Smith. No, 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 that's, 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 that's the yeah. Steve Smith that played for the Giants. Yes, the Steve Smith that played for the Giants. But, yeah, that, that secondary was supposed to shut people down, uh, Nande, Asamoah, and Cromartie. And they were like, yeah, let's uh, – <laughs> they just never panned out. They got out, burned man. all year, bro. They got burned all year. Yeah, so – all right, I want to um, I want to real quick, man, because uh, we got a lot more to talk about, but we're running out of time here. So, um, fantasy football is we're coming down to the home stretch, boys. Uh, we're we're down to like the last three weeks or so. I want to ask you, who are some guys looking at the schedule for the end of the season? Who are some guys to own? Because right now there's a quarterback that I think if you if he if you if he was available in your leagues, um, and he would only be available on the waiver wire in like shallow and in, in like ten team redraft leagues. He's not going to be available in dynasty who leagues. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Brock Brock Purdy. Okay. Right. Brock Purdy since the bye, five and 43 points against Jacksonville and Tampa Bay. He gets a soft Seattle defense on Thursday night. He gets a Philadelphia defense that's been good but not great against the pass. Seattle again, Arizona, Baltimore, and then week 17, Washington, who is the who was allowed the most points to quarterbacks in fan, for fantasy purposes all uh, all season. He gets to face the only person, the only QB I would hedge against that is Kyler Murray, at this point. Okay. Because of his rushing okay. ability. Okay. Fair enough. But but Purdy gets now face in the final couple weeks of the season four of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. So Brock Purdy, if he's sitting out there or you're debating about who to start, Brock Purdy is a guy that I think I would want to own uh, as far as matchups go. <clears throat> Josh, do you have anybody? Well, obviously, uh, you you heard me. I, I said Kyler, right? Yes, I heard you say Kyler. Yep. 100% heard you say Kyler. I, uh, I will say if he's out there, I, I think Joshua Dobbs is still uh, – a good one to to pick up. Okay. Interesting. I think he's probably available I think, too I in a couple a couple of uh, deeper leagues. Yep, and I think once they get Justin Jefferson back, and I, I think he's just going to get more points than what he's been getting. So I think Jefferson okay. should be back in hopefully a week or two. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of teams, if you've managed with Justin Jefferson on your IR for all these weeks, and you're expecting him back, and you're making a playoff push, the guy yeah. that. I got another name here that has a very soft schedule down the stretch, and he's already taken over as the lead back, and I think he's going to only get better. Jalen Warren for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah, bro. He got picked up. Jalen Warren already. He got picked up in my standard league, like, I don't know, like not, in the draft, and then he was traded. Yeah. He was trade bait for not, the longest time. I, yeah, I, and I'm not saying he's going to be available on waivers. What I'm saying is is if you have him, this is a guy to start and own down the stretch because a lot of people oh, yeah. still aren't starting Jalen Warren. I know I have a guy in one of my leagues that has him, but <laughs> he's got other running backs, and he hasn't been starting Jalen Warren. Well, the last two weeks, Jalen Warren has put up 18 and 31 points in a lead role for Pittsburgh, and now he's got – here are his final five games or, or uh, six games. Cincinnati, Arizona, who we know is terrible against the run, New England, Indianapolis, Cincinnati again, and Seattle. Ari- Cincinnati, Arizona, Indianapolis, and Seattle are, are in the bottom ten in a rush defense. And so I, I, I also think one more wrinkle, one more wrinkle, Mike, real yeah. quick. The fact that they, they they switched out their OC and the OC sees the direction of, of which way it should go, I think yeah. that also plays a role in it. The new Joe Brady, I think his name is, yeah? No, Joe, no, Joe Brady's in, in Buffalo. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know who took over Matt Canada's job in, in, in uh, Pittsburgh. I don't I, – um, let's see. Let me see. Who will be the Steelers? Uh, they, they. I don't think they have they named one yet. I think I. I thought I read that they named one. Uh, I'm not Steeler. Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner are going to share coordinator duties, uh, but they haven't hired a full time replacement yet. Okay, yeah, have, they're going to have. Yeah, they're going to have running back coach and quarterback coach Mike Sullivan. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, they may see the the value in Jalen Warren where Canada did not, right? And he wanted to run with Najee. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I said it earlier this year, and I'm saying it again. Jalen Warren looks more explosive when he touches the ball. He just does. But, all right, guys, uh, I don't know, Josh, if you want to jump into the studio on Riverside so we can draw our helmets real quick before we get to some more stuff that I want to talk about. But uh, Yeah, it's hard. Let me go get my laptop, baby. All right. No one's spinning the wheel this year, man. Uh, no one's spinning the wheel uh, this week, man. We've been, we've been doing pretty good so far. So, um, yeah, I don't think any teams are on bye for Thanksgiving week, right? I don't think there's any buys this week. Is there? Uh, oh, no, no, no buys. No buys this week. No buys. You got an echo. You got an echo. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm going to fix it. Give me a second. All right. All right, you should be good now. Okay. All right, who wants to draw first? Me, 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 me. All right. 
We're going in helmet up down, baby. Tampa Bay. Josh draws Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is playing the Indianapolis Colts on the road, and they're two and a half point dogs. Do you want to keep it or put it back? Put it back. All right. Ooh, the Rams. Oh, I always lose with the Rams. The Rams no, are my, one and a, my, the Rams are one and a half point favorites on the road against Arizona. Mike. Oh, I might yeah. have some good luck there. You gotta you gotta leave the echo on. I don't have an is there an echo I, I hear I hear a proper echo and you should leave it on because it sounds like you're announcing like starting lineups for 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 you know a football game. It's great. All right, all right, Sam. You want to go next, or you want me to go next? Yeah, yeah, I'll go next. I'll go next. Okay. We got Seahawks. Sam drew the Seahawks. The Seahawks are currently Seahawks play. Who do they play? Nine. Oh, the Niners, and they're seven-point dogs at home. Do you want to keep it or put it back? Yeah, I'll put it back. All right. Ooh, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I have to take it, right? So, yeah. Yeah, the Dolphins are the nine-and-a-half-point nine favorites against the Jets. Very fitting. Right. Very fitting. <laughs> I drew the Jets. I drew the Jets. <laughs> keep it, Lou. Keep it. Tim Boyle against that Dolphins team. Nine and a half. Hey, Miami struggles with the defense. Now I'm putting this shit back. I'm putting it back. You're a pussy. Hey, you all, you both put yours back, so fuck you. Ooh, the Cowboys. Oh, you got The Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving. Oh, Jesus. I don't like the spread, though. They're 13 and a half point favorites against Washington. I don't like that spread at all. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, especially because I think Washington I got to say happy turkey day to everybody else out there. Uh, Mike, yeah. I got a little situation. I'll take care of. All right. All right. All right, man. Take care. All right. We'll see you. Bye. This is buddy. All right. Happy All Thanksgiving. Right. Happy Thanksgiving, buds. All right, Josh. We're gonna go back to blog talk. All right. Drop in here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I got, dude. I I was listening to the to the Bad Friends podcast, which is Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino, and then I also saw this video pop up, and I know it's a couple years old, but this is the most hilarious racist song I've ever heard. Um, it's this white lady named Jennifer Murphy singing a song called I Want to Be Ninja, and it's not even that the lyrics are terrible. It's that she switches from like a white voice to like a stereotypical Asian voice in the middle of the song. I'm going to play this right now. And then I just want to discuss. Oh yeah. I, I, I do remember watching that now. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then, yes, I will get to our sponsor right before we get to college football. All right. So here's, 
a little clip. You know what? Maybe I too could be ninja. I want to be ninja. I want to be ninja. I want to chop, 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 chow down. Take chow down to Chinatown. I want to be ninja. I started training hard. I think I could go far. I am a natural. You know what? I might do it. I might be a ninja soon. I gonna be ninja. I gonna be ninja. I gonna chop, 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 chow down. Take chow down to Chinatown. I gonna be ninja. <laughs> that is the worst. And the best part of the video, Josh, is the Asian lady standing there like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> oh my god it is a uh, fucking that's typical, that's typical America oh my I, I god mean, I, I mean I'll, I'll get a little political here on this one that means it, it's it's so sad that we're sitting there calling uh, a Trump a Nazi right when we've got uh, people protesting in the street saying kill all the Jews Right? Yeah. yeah Isn't yeah, that yeah. exactly what the Nazis wanted to do? And this is all left leaning people. And they're calling Trump the Nazi. Still. I don't I don't, get, I don't understand this whole this you know, whole thing anymore. He's against the establishment and that's what they're trying to get rid of. I, I, I told you I didn't like Trump all that much. I never called him a Nazi though. I never went as far as called the dude a racist. That was not, I never said that. What I didn't like is I just didn't think he handled himself in a very presidential manner. Right? No, I I one hundred percent agree with you on that. I, I didn't like him how he ha- like like you said. I didn't like how he handled it. I loved his policies for America and America first, and that's where. I think that we fucked up and we got away from it. It's yeah. no longer America first. It's everybody else first. What up? All right. So we got about 10 minutes to go. I do want to plug our, it is time for our sponsor, Collars and Company. You got to be more enthused with this, Lou. Come on. Hey, man, I'm just reading. I'm just reading this. I'm just reading the ad. You so, got to be enthused when you read the, come on, man. God. You gotta be like John Cena. No, it's not how I'm reading promos. Plug anyway, the sponsors, bro. Plug them. Collars and Company. Uh, great dress shirt. They can be worn under a sweater, under under a suit. They have the collar always stays nice and like popped up. It doesn't like sag like other shirts. Uh, Collars and Company. If you want to look sharp. Uh, for the new for the upcoming holiday season, go on out to uh, to collarsandcompany.com. They are running a Black Friday sale right now. Plus, as a new uh, for your first order, they are giving 15% off. 
You can also use uh, the promo code Black Friday 20 uh, to get an extra 20% off of your order. So head on over to Collars and Company, check out the shirts. They got sweaters. Uh, they got uh, regular polos. They got all kinds of clothes, uh, and it's definitely going to be a staple of your wardrobe. So once again, check out Collars and Company. All right. <coughs> but uh, I'm going to skip the NBA because I did not know that uh, Sam was going to have to jump uh, for some shit that's going on at home, and that's okay. Um, can we talk about how hilarious it is that Deion Sanders didn't know that Mount Rushmore, uh, he, that he, Deion Sanders thought Mount Rushmore was in California? Dude, oh my fucking God. I, I mean, this is the same fuck of America. How don't you know where shit is? Dude, like, that's I, I wonder if he even knows who's even on the freaking uh, Mount Rushmore. Ooh. That should have been the follow-up question. Who's on the Mount, who's on Mount Rushmore? That should have been the follow-up exactly. question. Everybody's going to get Washington and Lincoln, but I wonder if, they, if – Yeah, everybody's going to get those two. But I think the most missed one would be Roosevelt. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I think Roosevelt will be the most missed one. Yeah. yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. All right. So I thought that was really funny, but on to some of the college football playoff news. I know a lot of people were upset, and I'm not surprised. Florida State got jumped by Washington, and it hundred percent has to do with their starting quarterback going down with a torn or with a leg injury, where he's going to miss the rest of the season. If Jordan Travis is it, or is it because they beat another ranked team? No, hundred percent. If the committee's looking at it, they're going to say Florida State's not as strong as they were because they lost their starting quarterback. Again, I mean, I mean Washington still beat a ranked team, right? They beat Oregon State. Yes, Oregon State was the number eleven. Team. Team. Yeah, number eleven ranked exactly. team. Now, I, so, I, I get it, but but Florida Washington had played better teams. They played better teams all season than Florida State, and Florida State stayed ahead of them. And it wasn't until Jordan and Travis gets hurt that all of a sudden Washington jumps them. I 100% believe the committee looks at – I believe they thought that Washington and Florida State were basically near even, and then one team loses their starting quarterback, and bam. Uh, that's why Washington – Well, I mean, if – but but that's where the logic – people just got to understand that logic, though. If they were near even, Washington played a ranked team and beat a ranked team where Florida played little sisters of the poor. And, I mean, that that's where you've got to put – how many ranked teams has Washington beat? They've beaten five ranked teams. Florida State has beaten one, and that was LSU that has three losses, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I understand what, what you're saying because they did the same stuff a couple of years ago, uh, the first year of the playoffs with Ohio State, right? They yeah. did not they did not want to put Ohio State in because they lost JT Barrett and they lost their or they lost uh, Braxton at the beginning of the year, then they lost JT Barrett and they're on the third string quarterback. And guess what happened? Ohio State went and fucking won the national title that year. 
Well, that's what I'm going to say, though. If Florida State can rebound, if they can, if they can, uh, the, whoever the backup quarterback is for Florida State, if Florida State can go out and handle business. If they stay against, undefeated, they're in. No matter who the quarterback is, they are in. Well, that's the tricky scenario. Let me ask you. I'm going to ask you this. Florida State, if they stay undefeated, Okay. They let's say they beat they beat Florida and then they they beat Louisville. Now here's the thing: I now I have some doubts whether or not they are going to beat Louisville in the ACC championship game without Jordan Travis. I have some I have some doubts there. But is there any scenario where Florida State is undefeated and left out based on their strength of schedule? No. They can't be. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely not, because you got – and that's where people got to realize, you've got a Big Ten member who's going to lose. Sorry. Yeah. Ohio State or Michigan, they're going to be out. You stay undefeated, you're, you're still in. Washington stays undefeated, they're in. Georgia stays undefeated, they're in. But who's the fourth? Washington. Obviously, obviously yeah. you're going to have Washington versus Oregon again. And yeah. Oregon loses, they're out. Alabama, two losses, they're out. Then you got to decide, okay, who's the best one-loss team? Is it Ohio State? Is it Texas? Well, It'll work funny, its way out. This- what's, what's funny is we don't know yet if Oregon is going to be in the Pac-12 championship game. Oregon has to beat Oregon State, Okay. If they lose to Oregon State and Arizona beats Arizona State, Arizona now to the Pac-12 championship game. So we don't know yet if it's going to be Oregon. But I think (laughs) – here's my thing. Washington, they got another chance to beat yet another top-tier team, whether it's Oregon, whether it's Arizona. I think Arizona is also ranked – but I, I, I'm still having a hard time buying that the Pac-12 can't get two teams in. Still, I, I, I know I, if Washington loses a nail-biter to Oregon, like 34 to 31, I depending on how the rest of the league – It, rest it, of the it all depends. Out, I, I, mean, I, think you're, I think you might be on to something with that now. Now, the, now you start looking at it. Is you're gonna you're gonna have to pick who the best one loss team is. If Ohio State barely loses to Michigan, or if Michigan barely loses to Ohio State, they were already ranked in the top three or four. Do you make them yeah. fall that far back? Right? I, are you gonna really are you really gonna push I, them all the way back? Well, and, or are you gonna put them in? If Ohio, if Ohio <laughs> or State let's just loses. say Alabama beats Georgia. Are if you going to push Georgia out? No, Georgia. That's the scenario where I don't see where I see the SEC getting two teams in. Is Georgia if, as Alabama beats Georgia, they're both in. Unfortunately, I believe. I don't. I don't think so. Not not if there's three undefeated teams. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. But here's, if there's here's three undefeated thing. teams, you only you only can put one of them in. You talked about the two Big Ten teams. Or you if might Ohio not put State any of them in. If Ohio State loses to Michigan, I still think Ohio State has a chance to make the playoff. If Michigan loses to Ohio State, 
they're out because Michigan's schedule has been far weaker. If you look at who Ohio State has played and who they beat, the Notre Dame game still carries weight. And then, obviously, they beat who Michigan did as well. But Ohio State's schedule has been better than Michigan's. And so Michigan has fewer room for error if they lose to Ohio State. Well, uh, you, can, you, can say the same, you can say the same thing about Georgia. Georgia has one of the weakest schedules in the country, too. So let's just say Alabama goes in and beats them. Then you've got, you've got the Big Ten champ. Uh, are, are you really going to put one of the, the SEC teams above that one-loss Texas team? Yeah, I don't think you can. So, I mean, I think there's, there's a scenario that no SEC teams come out. Because at that point, yeah, I think I think Oregon is probably one of the better teams, one loss teams. I think they're going to be. I think they would beat Alabama and Georgia. Okay. Okay. I don't think Ohio Oregon... State. Ohio State still worries me. I don't. I don't think they're offensively as good as they yeah. were in the last two years. I I think the defense is far far better than the last two years. Uh, I was looking at a stat. You look at Ohio State's stats with their defense. They're 48th in the country with with uh, yards, 20 plus yards plus. Right? They were they were getting gashed. You're not seeing that this year with that defense. They're not getting gashed like they were last year. Yeah. So is is that defense going to be what wins this game against Michigan, or is Michigan going to put the will and rush the ball like they have? the last couple games to win the game. They get a lead. They can just rely on the rush game to just take the win in. Here's uh, – I want to point out something interesting before we run out of time, but I want to point this out. According to this metric, Ohio State has played the number one toughest schedule in the country this season. Number one. Okay. Do you know what Michigan's – I don't know. No, that can't be right. There's no way. That right, they yeah, I don't, I don't think that's right. Sorry. Okay. So No, sorry. So, toughest – sorry, I'm reading this wrong. Utah has played the toughest schedule in the country this season. Texas yes. has played the third, the third toughest schedule. But Washington has played the 21st toughest schedule according to this metric but it's still ahead of Alabama they're still ahead of Michigan they're ahead of Ohio State Ohio State has played the 51st toughest schedule in the country this year but that's ahead of Georgia where's Michigan and where is Georgia Michigan uh, is uh, Georgia has played the 53rd toughest schedule Michigan has played the 63rd toughest schedule Florida so they're State. behind Ohio State. Yep, Florida State, sixty-six. So I, I mean, that's that's a credit to the ACC. The ACC is just not as strong as it used to be. Washington, the big, the teams ahead of Washington are like Colorado, USC, Oklahoma, LSU, uh, Utah, um, Texas. And what I mean, Oklahoma ha- only has one loss, right? Oklahoma has two losses now. Oh, that's right. They, they, yeah, that's right. So, forgot they got the other loss. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how these final 
couple weeks play out. But that is all the time we got today for our Wednesday show. This was uh, Happy Thanksgiving Eve. I hope everybody enjoys their uh, holiday tomorrow. Um, And we will be back at it next Wednesday with a brand new show. Uh, So thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us, cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing.